Hello and welcome to the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about all things women's health, wellness and body image in an attempt to break down the stigma of what makes us us. I just wanted to start off this episode by saying a huge thank you to all the listeners for their support from last week's episode where my guest Sammy and I talked about Sammy's lived experience with body shame and how she kind of navigated through this towards learning to respect and accept her body. We definitely received some incredible feedback and I'm glad to say that, you know, I've had a few more guests line up who saw that episode and kind of also had the confidence to come forward and share their own experiences. So you've got a lot of those to look forward to in the weeks to come. On that, I just, I think that what struck people the most was, I guess, you know, their perception of Sammy. And I think people were quite taken aback by the fact that she had those feelings and thoughts about her body because, you know, she is quite confident and holds herself incredibly well. So, you know, it really did serve as a reminder that, you know, these feelings of body shame are real and, you know, those who you do least expect to feel that way do. So I hope that kind of gives you the strength to also speak up about your feelings and know that, you know, you're not alone. All right. Now, so let's get into today's episode. So keeping our momentum going towards breaking down that stigma of body shame, I wanted to bring awareness to some of the reasons why it is so damn hard to break our own body shame cycles. I find this does come up a lot with my clients and it can be quite frustrating for them, you know, because they're chipping away and chipping away at um, their body image and working through that. You know, they're doing the homework, they're doing the, they're doing the work really at the end of the day. And, you know, they do have some bloody awesome wins. However, some days, you know, they're kind of just like, oh, like, why does my brain sometimes revert back to me feeling so much shame about their body? And, you know, that's okay. Like shit happens. And I, unfortunately, that's just the world we live in is, is very weight obsessed society. It is a very body focused society. So, you know, every day is not going to be full of sunshine and rainbows when it comes down to it. And I think, you know, I think we all do know that like any journey, whether that be your fitness, your health or your body image, your body acceptance journey, whatever journey you're on you know, you'll find that it does have its rough times, no matter what it is. And those moments, you know, where you think, is this actually worth it? Spoiler alert, it definitely is worth it. It's it's so worth it. And, you know, this is why I try to bring awareness to um, my clients' environments and kind of help them to understand why it is actually a very tricky journey to go on to accept your body. I think when we really understand our environment and how this can influence our body image, we really do empower ourselves. We can use that knowledge that we've learned about our environments to be like, uh, yeah, cool. That is why I'm feeling the struggles today. You know, it allows them to, you know, not feel disappointed in themselves as well, because, you know, sometimes our environments are just, you know, what they are and no amount of wishful thinking, no amount of kind of effort can change that environment around us. But big, but we're here. We can always change how we respond to that environment. And I guess, you know, manipulate how much power that environment actually has on us, which is a very um, great tool to have in your body accepting toolbox. So there are many, many topics I could talk about um, in relation to um, environments and how that affects our body image. 
But what I want to talk about this week um, is quite an important and complex one, and that's about our family environment. I think, you know, it's a weird one because like it's an environment, but it's not at the same time because the family environment we're going to talk about today is intergenerational diet culture and bloody hell intergenerational diet culture has such an incredibly profound effect on one's relationship with their body. And, you know, to be honest, I think it's one of those very sad and difficult environments to navigate because, you know, in most cases, not all, not in all cases, but in most cases, we do tend to look up to our parents or our siblings or, you know, actually any other family member could be an auntie, uncle, cousin, anyone. And, you know, we look up to them for that guidance, that support and love really at the end of the day. So it can be quite hard to, I guess, accept that these family members may have been a huge contributing factor to why your relationship with your body is the way it is. And, you know, before I kind of dive any deeper into this topic, I really do want to stress that This idea and how I talk about, you know, family members' effect on you and your body image, it's not to belittle and, you know, wholeheartedly blame these people for, like I said, behavior or comments, whatever it is. Because, you know, whenever we do talk about body image and mental health issues, I believe it is really important to stress that, you know, often our family or, you know, anyone around us generally is doing the best that they can given the circumstances and no that doesn't make it okay but there's just that kind of fine line between appreciating that their behavior may have been I guess normalized or accepted within their generation and you know generally speaking given the generations I'm speaking about like they likely wouldn't have had information so readily available or people around them speaking up about nurturing that healthy relationship with your body so I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope whatever you take away from this episode can be used as a tool for perhaps educating those around you and, you know, maybe helping you to forgive the individuals who made you feel this body shame or how, however you feel about your body. It's not about, you know, forgiving and forgetting or condoning their behavior, but I really believe that when, you know, we forgive and choose to let go of comments, which cause, you know, quite a lot of pain and angst, it can help us to heal and to grow from this experience. And I guess, you know, be the change for the next generation. I feel very strongly about being changed for the next generation. So let's get into it. So when you hear intergenerational diet culture, it can be a tad confusing. I don't know. It may not be for some, but for me, it is. It's just one of those kind of descriptors that sounds a bit more complicated than what it actually means, if that makes sense. But in short, intergenerational diet culture refers to behaviors. So whether that be comments, specific activities, or you know, absolutely anything that has been passed down through your family's generations that feeds into what diet culture stands for. So for example, it could be how you were brought up in an environment whereby, you know, family member was always on a diet. They were always trying to lose that weight, lose that extra five kilos. And they kind of were very vocal about it, or maybe they weren't vocal about it. You were just very in tune and aware of your surroundings. Or it could be when a family member might have made quite nasty comments about your weight um, or, um, you know, what you could or couldn't do or wear based on what they've said about your body. 
Um, or it can be, you know, having quite strict food rules in the house, such as, you know, never allowing someone to eat sugar or fast food or anything like that. Or it could actually even be something that's not as direct as those behaviours. And so what I mean by that is it could be something quite indirect, like um, you could have a family member who's rudely commented on clothing choices or the body size of other people around them with you present. So when I first you know, thought of this example, I thought of you know, the typical comment that's like, oh, if I looked like her, I wouldn't wear that. You know, really awful stuff like that, that isn't you know, completely directed to you, but still puts that little, plants that little seed in your head to be like, okay, remember only wear clothes appropriate to your body size. Like just, yeah, really damaging stuff like that. An intergenerational diet culture can pretty much have effects on you in the short term, but also in the long term. And it's one of those, you know, gifts that just keeps on giving, unfortunately. So the short term effects we're going to talk about first, and those are, you know, quite the immediate feelings felt, feelings felt, that sounds funny, but it's those immediate feelings after comments or behaviours are said and done, such as, you know, you might have been called overweight by a family member or you just might have been told, you know, you can't wear that or, you know, you're not going to find a husband or a wife if you look like that, like that really nasty crap. Um, and, you know, those comments, like in the short term, can cause you to, you know, question clothing choices or, you know, whether you eat any more food at the dinner table, stuff like that. You know, it is fairly obvious the effects of comments and behaviour directly after the event, like in the short term. However, I think um, the important thing we need to talk about here is the long-term effects and why it does play a huge role in how we see our bodies as we grow up. You know, that um, environment that does impact on our confidence and our body image. Because I think we all kind of have an appreciation for the fact that our brains can be real dicks at times. And this is especially true when it comes to intergenerational diet culture, because I've talked about it a little bit on social media, but at the end of the day, I think we're all aware of the fact that our brains fixate on, you know, those negative experiences or those negative comments which were said to us in our lives. For example, um, I will use, I'm going to use the example of nasty comments and how that affects us in the long term, because I think that's something we can all kind of resonate with, because, you know, when a nasty comment is made, like I'm sure you would have had, I know I did, I had a million um, compliments after, you know, I was body shamed. Um, this wasn't by a family member, it was by um, a teacher. However, kind of same thing, like I was quite close to that teacher. So family member, teacher, whoever it may be, um, I did. I had so many more compliments after that and then negative compliments, uh, negative compliments, that's not the word, um, negative comments. But in reality, that means jack shit when it comes to our brains. Like, of course, like there'll be many, many times in your life where your brain, uh, like you've gotten so many compliments before, but your brain's going to revert back to that nasty comment whenever it may be in your life. For example, say you were preteen um, and you've received that nasty body comment, you know, you've got those immediate feelings you feel. However, sometimes we forget the profound effects that they're going to have on us in the long term. For example, say, I don't know, two years into the future, you might be out shopping with friends and, you know, that body shame from that comment that was said two years ago, 
it's going to slowly creep back to the surface and really start to make you question, you know, whether you should be in that shop, you know, before you've even given the shop a chance, like you're already psyching yourself out because your brain is focusing on that comment so long ago. Like it's quite a messed up thing for us to go through. And then, you know, maybe five years down the track, you might be getting ready for a big celebration in the family. You know, it could be a wedding or something. And you have that perfect outfit lined up. Um, You know, you're really excited about it. But then your brain goes back to that comment. You know, you remember the family member who actually said that comment is actually going to be at the wedding. And now you're starting to second guess everything. And, you know, rather than wearing the outfit that you really do love and, you know, the rational part of your brain knows you're going to rock that outfit. However, because your brain is, you know, remembering that negative comment, it's going to, you know, try and make you choose a completely different outfit because you're so worried that that family member is going to say something else or, you know, give you a look or just, you know, their bloody presence is going to worry you. And I think right about now is quite an important time to segue back to when I talked a little bit earlier in the episode about forgiveness, Because after, like, I'm going to do a bit of an example here, but after listening to what I just talked about with those comments, you know, not shopping at a certain shop because of a comment made or not wearing that outfit, you can see that our brains cause us such worry and stress over, you know, possibly a comment that was said many years ago. And I'm not trying to sound like a bloody do-goody here, but, you know, for a second, I just want you to imagine that your best friend has come to you and said that they're remembering what their family member said about their body years ago. And, you know, they're telling you that it's making them not want to wear so-and-so or not wanting to go somewhere because of that comment. I'm 99.9% sure, nah, 100% sure that your response would be something like, excuse the language, but something like, fuck them. Like they have absolutely no idea followed by a comment telling them, you know, how much of a badass they are, how they're going to rock that outfit. And if they don't wear their outfit, you slap them or something like something like that. So now that that role plays aside, we need to, we really do need to be that hype person for ourselves. Like life is so damn precious and so short to live dictated by a comment a, a thoughtless person made years ago. And I know it is so hard to let these comments go. Like I've been through this, like I get it. But I can't stress enough how worthy you are to forgive and acknowledge the shittiness of that comment, but give yourself full permission to let that comment go. Break the ropes that are tying you together and stopping you from doing what you want or wearing what you want. Our relationships with our bodies are so much more, like they're worth so much more than a shitty comment. And again, I want to stress it's hard. I know it is. But when you start to think about that comment of a family member years ago, you know, I want you to try and acknowledge it. Not get annoyed at yourself for bringing your mind back to it because it's just like it is what it is. That's what is going to happen, unfortunately. But instead of, you know, getting annoyed at yourself, I want you to immediately think of three things that you do like about yourself. I want you to think of the positive comments you might have had and actually give yourself permission to embrace them. Because when you do that, you're being that hype friend that you know you are and you deserve to have that hype person in your life, which is you. 
I feel like I could talk about this area of intergenerational diet culture all day because there's so much to it, but I don't want to waffle on too much. And there's plenty more episodes to come that I can dive into that area. So I want to finish by saying that, you know, when you are going on your body acceptance journey, whether that be with a coach or you're going to do do a solo, do a solo trip, I can't stress enough that you need to do the work. Like you need to listen, not only listen, but absorb that information and work really hard at reshaping your habits every day. Not just the day you get the worksheets or not just the day you hear the learning modules, but every day. When you're given the tools, like that's, I want to stress that that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the journey. It's not one of those scenarios we wish we could all have where you, you know, put the page up to your head and just magically click your fingers and bam, like you've accepted your body. Like that's not how it is. You need to practice speaking kind to yourself. You need to set boundaries with those around you. And you need to really, you know, most importantly, actually want to work on this. Because it is very much possible to be free from the groups of diet culture. And it is so possible to learn to accept your body. But you need to make an oath to yourself that you're going to do the hard work to see those body accepting results. I hope you enjoyed learning about intergenerational diet culture and that, you know, I hope it does resonate with you. It could kind of be that light bulb moment like, oh, yeah that's why I do this or who knows maybe it'll plant that seed and down the track um, something will resonate with you I just want to say thank you so much for listening in and I would love to hear your experiences with intergenerational diet culture as well uh, so if you're comfortable feel free to message me on Instagram at compatible you training or feel free to leave a comment either way I'd love to hear your experiences because remember, the more we talk um, about these issues, the more we talk about body shame, the more we bring light to that shame and, you know, the smaller that shame is going to get.